You may kill me, but you may never insult me. Who am I? I'm Kevin Jack Sparrow. Get the truth about movies on the movie show. If he were telling the truth, he wouldn't have told us. <laughs> Tell them, Sparrow! Unless, of course, he knew you wouldn't believe the truth, even if he told it. Mm-hmm. Hello? Joey, it's Ross. I need some help. Help has come your way because you are listening to the movie show. What is up? Hello, 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 hello. This is the movie show. On your favorite ORS, yes. I'm Sesh. And my name is Ryan. And we are doing... A film that has the most amazing cast in it, and yet it completely bombed at the box office. Yeah. I must say, the best part of the trailer is the end. When they show all the names, they're like, so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. Wow, wow, And then they have the and. I don't know if you know this, but whenever they put it, an actor's name and they have and before them, it's because they've either received an award or they've been nominated for an award. So that's why it was and Rami Malek and and Robert De Niro. Actually, no, I think it's not received because Margot Robbie's been nominated. I think it's only received. So if they receive, so like if they're an Oscar nominate, Oscar awarded actor, then they'll have and next to their oh. name. So when you see and, you take, you respect them, mm. you know, because they earned that and. Exactly. It's not like, oh yeah, and. It's and. So it's so. There we go. That was just the best for last. Free piece of trivia right there. No, we are doing the movie Amsterdam yes. 2022 mystery comedy, mm. two hours and 14 minutes long, directed by David O. Russell. And I did mm. not realize, but I actually love this director. Do you know what other films he did? I was about to ask, what other films has he directed? Joy. Remember with Jennifer Lawrence where she created the mop? Oh, okay. Joy. He also did Silver Linings Playbook, which had Jennifer Lawrence, Bradley Cooper, and Robert De Niro in it. Yeah. And then he also did American Hustle, which I've seen parts of. I don't think I've watched the whole thing, but that one has Jennifer Lawrence, Bradley Cooper, and Christian Bale in it. And then I know he's done The Fighter also with Christian Bale. And then he's done a movie called Three Kings with George Clooney. So it's like every actor has their, their favorite director. Yeah. So now we found Christian Bale Christian and Robert De Niro's. Yeah. Although I feel like, oh no, but Christian Bale only did um, Batman with Christopher Nolan. He didn't do anything else, did he? Yeah. Yeah. So it probably is David. David or Russell. Mm. And th- I thought this was a very good description of the type of films that David makes because in an interview Christian Bale actually said the type of movies that he makes the director makes is movies about the adversity in people's lives and how they overcome it and continue being joyful and loving life which if you think of movies like Silver Linings Playbook and Joy that's like the perfect definition because all of those characters were going through some form of adversity within their lives, but they still had to find the joy and meaning and basically still be grateful, find what they can still be grateful for within their lives, even though they're going through a difficult situation, yeah. which was kind of like what this film was also about. It had those underlying vibes. Yeah. yeah. So, however, David O. Russell's first feature film... This is his first feature film in seven years. The last film he made was Joy, and that was released in 2015. So it took him a whole seven years to get this one out. Really? Yeah. A whole seven years. There's a long time. I feel like he wasn't working on it for the whole of those seven years. Although Christian Bale, I think him and Christian Wait, Bale worked very closely on this one. Which part of the film would he be working on for, for like the longest? Because obviously, like a... I'm guessing 
the pre-production like the script you know what i think happens i think the longer you spend on pre-production the more prepared you are for production and post mm. and then you you're able to shorten um production and post-production because you are well planned you know how like if you if you take your time in pre-production and you know plan everything out well then the shooting will go better and then in post it goes better because you had a more planned out shoot do you understand what i'm saying yeah. so but i could be completely all i know is it took him seven years from his previous film to this film over prepare and go with the flow there we go that's what they call it yeah but unfortunately, this was a box office flop. So the budget for the film is 80 million US dollars. And the box office, basically, they lost an estimated 97 million, according to Deadline. According to Deadline? Yeah, so there's, de you know, Deadline, the, the rep what's it called? It's not a magazine. Like a movie review. I think so, yeah. Or R entertainment. Like Rotten the tomatoes but yeah probably more so they they are yeah, shame which is shocking because of like okay let's go through the cast so number one christian bale yeah number two margot robbie number three taylor swift yes i just said taylor swift number four anya taylor joy you know her right yeah yes number five john david washington right number six rami malik i love that dude that dude is honestly one of my favorite actors just because he's weird. Number where was I? Six, I seven, so. <laughs> somewhere. Robert De Niro, even Mike Myers, who's a very big um, comedian, comedian. Plus Zoe Saldana, yes. Mm. Plus uh, Chris Rock, yep. Then I'm stopping there, just yeah. because there's a the, the list continues. Well, I had two favorite actors in this film: mm -hmm. uh, Christian Bale, definitely. Who you have to admit throughout the, the entire movie. He has got this like cinematic, like just this epicness to him. Yeah. Like, uh, did you notice all the actors were just acting as an actor? He was the one who had like the slight bend and there was something weird about His him. Eye. And even the way like he would look and stare and like he was just. And this is the crazy part, flavor. people. Christian Bale is British. Yeah. Yeah, I just said that. He's mm. not American. And in this, he went th with this like old, like this. <sighs> what kind of American. I wouldn't say sad, it, like this very... Yeah, it, was, it wasn't the... It was definitely wasn't the, the Bruce uh, uh, Wayne one. Proper, like, New York. Yes. Like old New York, kind of... But yeah. I was watching an interview and he was actually saying... So he... Because, you know, there was that whole thing of Christian Bale is a method actor. You know, he stays in character. And what he was actually saying was because he's British and he often plays American roles, he, it's not that he tries to method act because method acting is actually very exhausting because yeah. now you're playing someone else constantly. Like it takes a lot of energy. So what he does is he says is he stays like almost with a foot in he, between himself and the character that he's playing and that's why like on set you'll almost hear like a mix of, not, not in the movie this is like behind the scenes you'll kind of hear a mix of his English accents as well as whatever other accents he's doing and the reason he said that is because in his family he's actually the worst when it comes to accents like he has to actually put in put in a lot of work and devotes a lot of time and energy to perfecting an accent so for him it's a lot of work to go to keep switching he says it's it's easier to kind of just stay in that frame of mind but he said he has watched like when he did like interviews because like if you watch the the all the batman interviews he's stuck with that the same accent he had and he said he's so embarrassed when he watches those interviews because his accent is so bad he's doing like this whack american accent i didn't think it was too bad but he literally said he's he's so embarrassed when he watches those noticed. interviews yeah, yeah. 
I actually like him with his British accent. Yeah. Like what we watched with the Ford and... Uh, Ford versus Ford. That is still one of my favorite films of yeah. all time. That I film was brilliant. I loved him in that film. Yeah. And then the other guy is Timothy... Would you pronounce his name? Oliphant. How would, how would an American even pronounce this guy's name? But this guy is the ultimate bad guy. And in this film, he actually played, he had like, like cosmetics done. Yes. Like he didn't look like he himself. He didn't look like himself, no. It was pretty cra- But he wasn't bad in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Oh, no, I'm thinking of the wrong guy. Yeah, Sorry. I was going to say. He was uh, the guy with the gun. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I didn't recognize him. Like he, uh, he was in the Transformers, like the whole franchise. Like he was a character in there. But I've seen him as other guys. I know. I think he's. Uh, acted with uh, Bruce Willis. Th- there's some other bad characters that he's really played, but the way that he portrays a bad guy yeah. is very solid. And that's what I like about him as well. Even with his accent and that, it's yeah. this guy, one of my favorites. I'm personally sad that this film bombed at box office because I, I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. However, I did hear in interviews that it's up for quite a few awards. And I feel like some of some films in the film industry only people who are in the film industry enjoy yeah. and like for the, the the general public they don't really enjoy because this was a very artistic film and it was a very unusual film but i loved the way they did it i thought it was done so well it, 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 it was an enjoyable thing to watch mm. even though like the storyline itself was interesting but it, it wasn't the greatest storyline if you understand what i'm saying yeah. like it wasn't the the most intriguing, like, yeah. oh my goodness. It, it wasn't like that, but just the way it was done the and the acting, the acting was yeah. on another level. You see, this is another movie where you have an experience with the film. Yeah. Because it gives you a certain film. Like, uh, I loved what they did with the cinematography as well. Um, the whole feel, like just being in Bert's, Dr. Bert's office as well, yeah. like in the beginning when they're telling the story, like the movement of the camera, the lens, it's got that like wide angle. And they really, it actually really brings across a strong, like almost weird, eerie, like kind of weird feel. You know, this doctor, <laughs> this like and weird doctor. And he's a doctor. weird doctor. Exactly. Yeah. And the lens really, really portrays that across. It's yeah. not just the shot at a doctor who's acting weird, but also it's almost as if you, as the person watching it, you are in that room as well. And it gives you the sense of weird. Yeah. yeah, my whole family fell asleep. I, I, I like. I don't think I my, was the my last dad one might have enjoyed this one because it it is very. In fact, we're going to get into that now. How there are uh, real real mm. things that happened in this film that they, that's the reason they actually made this film yeah. but I don't think my, my mom and sister would have enjoyed it my dad yeah. I think because of he, he likes politics and that so mm. I think he would have enjoyed it from that perspective but yeah I, I understand why it bombed but I'm sad that it did as well because mm. I I was actually looking forward to it when I saw because I saw the cast and I was like oh I want to watch that yeah. definitely want to watch that and then I thoroughly enjoyed it while watching it Christian Bale in the film has a glass eye now, he's actually done a, another character before who also had a, a fake eye. So in The Big Shorts, it was a movie very also... It was based on the whole um, economical crash that happened in America. Uh, Brad Pitt was still in it. There were also like quite a few well-known actors within that one. And he also, his character had a... I don't know if it was a glass eye. I think it was a glass eye in that one. But in The Big Shorts, do you know that he did the... 
the whole so his eyes would kind of look in different directions he did that himself but then what when watching an interview in this one he actually i like christian bell he's really humble when you watch him in interviews he's not this big yeah he's re- and as brilliant as he is he's still humble and he mm. actually said in this interview he tries to if he doesn't have to act he won't so he said in this one they just put like a lens over his eye which means he couldn't see out of that eye for the entirety of the shoot obviously because there was this lens over his eye but he didn't actually actually do the the different eye this time round because he was just like you know what if i don't have to act i'm not gonna have to which i think is because you know how you hear these yeah no i did it myself do you understand what i'm saying like he didn't do that he was mm. like prepared to let the prosthetic team do what they needed to yeah. do yeah how did you find john david washington I enjoyed his character more, I think, than in Tenant. But I also feel like he's kind of stuck in one role at the I moment. I was about to say, because yeah. I, I felt like I was watching Tenant. Tenant, yeah. I think even the way they dressed him was very slack with the suits and stuff. He's just got a, a lot of poses that are the same as yeah. what he did in Tenant. Which is weird, though, because watching him in interviews, he looked completely different. He was wearing a dungaree. His hair was, like, plaited back. Like, he, he looked completely... Mm. And I was like... Why doesn't he dress like that in his next film? Because he he is giving off like the same vibes. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I think he was surrounded by a cast that it it wasn't like terrible, if you understand. Because I think the other cast members also liked, they helped him along in a way. Mm. Yeah. And Margot Robbie, I enjoyed her. I think she's a very good actress. I like her. She's got a very big range. Like you watch her in in different... And the, the scene where she couldn't walk properly... And the way she would just like, that was very, it was like almost over dramatic, but at the same time, it it fit with the the whole film. So getting into the the realistic parts of the story. So this film is set in America in 1933. Now in the film, what happens is you have what's called the Committee of Five, which is basically these five like really rich businessmen who want to take over the American government. They want to kick Roosevelt out of the White House and they want to make America a fascist country. So in other words, they want to join Mussolini, Hitler, all of that. They even um, they, they have the swastika in the film. So that's what that was what was going on in the film. And in the film, they show that if these five businessmen had their way, the U.S. would have actually allied with Germany, Italy, and Japan in World War II. That was the aim of these businessmen in the film, was to actually get America to be on the side of um, Hitler, Mussolini, the whole Japanese nation, Yeah, which they obviously didn't get right. And as a result, America was now allied with the, the British, French... But imagine how different the world would have turned out if that happened. Because, like, America was one of the big reasons that turned World War II in, like, the Allied forces' favor. So that's what the whole um, film is kind of based on. And it is a, a fictional event and a, a, a fictional piece of work, but it's rooted in historical events. So, for example, the character that uh, Christian Bale plays... Dr. Bert Barrison, he was actually based on a real-life doctor named Dr. Shields, who was also, I think, a war veteran. Then Valerie's art, so Margot Robbie's character, all of the art that she... So she takes, like, shrapnel out of soldiers and then creates, like, tea sets and stuff like that. But her her art was actually inspired or based off of three artists that actually lived during the 1930s. And then the last person is General Dylan um, Beck, who was played by Robert De Niro. And he's based on General Major uh, Smedley Butler, 
who was involved in what was called the business plot. So in the 1930s, you have, like, you know, you have, like, with the Watergate scandal and all of, you have the business plot, which were these these elite businessmen trying to kick Roosevelt out of the White House. Yeah, so his character was actually real. And that's why at the end of the movie, at the end credits, you see Robert De Niro speaking in, I think it was Congress. I don't know exactly. But Could then been, they, yeah. Yeah, they tie it up with the, the footage of the actual general that was... That, that made that exact speech, which I thought was actually very cool. The way they, I don't know if you saw yeah, in the end credits. Some of the words like tied up even. Yes. In the now yeah. in real life, so that's what happened in the film. In real life, what happened was the business plots did happen in 1933 and it was World War I veterans were, so they were given this grant that they were supposed to be paid out in the year 1945. But then what happened was the Great Depression hit in 1930 and as a result, they couldn't provide for their families. So they then protested in Washington to ask the government for the grant to be given them early to them early because they actually couldn't survive but Roosevelt didn't want to give them the the grant so that the the whole um protest was actually known as the bonus army because it was people from the army that were trying to get their bonus early um and eventually they did actually so uh Roosevelt vetoed for it not to happen but congress actually stepped in and they did end up getting the the money early i think they actually got it 10 years earlier than they were supposed yep. to yeah so um the business plot was a 1933 political conspiracy in which wealthy american businessmen and bankers plotted a military coup to overthrow president roosevelt and replace him with a fascist veteran veterans organization headed by u.s marine corps major general butler but he obviously was the one that came out with the whole conspiracy and he revealed um the plot in a testimony under oath to the u.s house of representatives the committee concluded that a plot was indeed um concocted but none of the plotters were prosecuted i'm like really yep like these people wanted to make american america fascist and they don't get prosecuted um yeah so that's that's the the accurate part of the story, but obviously they fictionalized a whole lot of it. Yeah, so that that was that's what, but it was quite cool the way mm. they they gave like this fictionalized version of what happened yeah. in history. Yeah. So on the last day of shooting, their film permits ran out, and the police came. I'm like, really? The police go to Hollywood productions and stop them from filming? But apparently they did. And the director wasn't the one that called cut. He apparently let it. He kept it going to try and get as much in. And the police were the one, the ones that wrapped up production. Oh, uh, serious. But I think also it was a really fun set. So it's not like they extended it. They just said, nope. They they actually stopped it, yeah. Mm -hmm. <sighs> she said because the crew would have just carried on working so yeah. the police literally came in but it actually it looked like a really fun set mm. like it actually looked really cool which part of the film I don't know what scene they were filming it must be interesting though. yeah Hmm. But then uh, Christian Bell also was saying in an interview that he didn't tell his kids he was acting alongside Taylor Swift until after he'd done the scene. And I mean, he sang with Taylor Swift. Hmm. And yeah, they were still like, shame, poor Taylor Swift. Because apparently, obviously, Christian Bell's an actor, not a singer by... Yeah, so... Yeah. But that was... It was shocking the way she died, though. And so quickly. Yeah. I was just like, okay. <laughs> you said that in last week's show, I think, Yeah, no, you? it was... So when it happened, I was like, oh, okay. Yes, there you go. It was intense, though, the way it happened. <laughs> there we go. That's how how to kill someone. That's 101. It, that's what it looks like. <laughs> and then blame the person that was standing with them. Yeah, that was so good. 
Wait, we sound like serial killers. Let's yeah. let's not give. No, I'm not saying it's a good plan, but oh. well, well executed. If, yeah. if that's how you want to do stuff, that's how you want to do stuff. It's just weird that nobody else uh, witnessed that. Yeah, guy. everyone else. I suppose it all happened so quickly. Mm, probably. And then Christian Bell also said because he was asked because there were obviously like two comedians on set constantly, and he was asked like who who basically like cracked him up the most during takes, and he said for him it was Chris Rock, and he actually had to say to Chris Rock, I'm sorry, I can't speak to you because I've been working for like six years on this character, and I'm losing it in two days. So apparently he couldn't speak to Chris Rock because like his character was he was gonna lose his character if he if yeah, he continued he, between him and that Mike Myers guy. Yeah. Uh, they both had a even their their lines I don't know if it was improvised if it was planned that way but some of their lines I think there was improvision was allowed especially with Mike Myers yeah he's like what the cuckoo is in the nest and the cuckoo is gonna get caught (laughs) and then the guy next to him was like and Robert De Niro was yeah. just like, what? Yeah. And then yeah. Chris Rock was like, a white guy in a, in, in a coffin. Or <laughs> in, in a, a box. Case, in a box. Not even, not a, even a coffin. It's not even a lid. Yeah. So. No, the acting was very good. Mm. I really enjoyed the acting. Mm. Yeah. I would highly recommend you go watch Amsterdam. Let's try and lift it out of the box of a slump, if that's at all possible. Yes. Yeah, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was, I thought it was better than Thor Love and Thunder, which Christian Bale was in. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather watch this again than nah, watch Thor: Love and Thunder. I enjoyed, I enjoyed his acting in both of them. I think his character was nicer in this one, obviously. But he was a more. How is his wife? A more sure. I was trying to get her. I was just like, wait, does he love her? <laughs> She's a good actress. Does though. she love him or does she not love him? I'm not trying. I'm just trying to. And then in the end, it's like, oh. You know what the problem was? Her family was also tied with the Nazis and he was half Jewish. I don't know if you picked that up. So then that's why she still yes, said to his say. parents, um, like, he's not all that bad. Or, mm. But it was because they were, they were Nazis mm. or Nazi sympathizers. Yeah. So it was, it was very interesting. Well, that was that. But I liked it. It was artistic. Mm. It was historic, historical elements in it. Good acting. I it was a good movie. I enjoyed Christian Bale. Hmm. That's what I enjoyed about the film. It was Christian Bell? Yes. Definitely. So that was cool. Yeah. So this has been Amsterdam. Go watch it. When you go search for Amsterdam, find the movies. Hey, Amsterdam the movie. Not the country. Yeah, because otherwise it's th- you start seeing Amsterdam the country. Oh, Is it a country? Yeah. Well, a city or a town or whatever. So do you know why the film was called Amsterdam? Because in World War One, Amsterdam was neutral. So you could go to Amsterdam and they were not on the side of Germany or of the Allied forces. But then it was actually quite clever how they brought this in at the end of the film. When they send Valerie and John David Washington's character away, they think they're going back to Amsterdam, but they're not. Because Amsterdam was one of the first countries invaded by Nazi Germany. So if they had gone back... Ah, so there's a bit of a yeah. queue there. So that's why Amsterdam... Right. Well, yeah, that's why the film's called Amsterdam. Because World War II is around the corner from... Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was Amsterdam. This has been The Movie Show. Great movie. I'm Sash. My name's Ryan. Peace out. Cheers. This is really on demand. What you want, when you want it. It's Active FM. Active FM.